guys, welcome to the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. My name is Don. I'm sitting here with my co-host and my husband, Travis. Hey guys, uh, so glad to have you with us today. We've got a bit of energy inside of we us, do. don't we? We do, yes. It was a great week. It was a fabulous yep. week because we've been hanging out in 90 degree temperatures on vacation, resting, relaxing with family, and just doing a bunch of fun, different activities. So we're here next to our microphone, ready to hang out with you guys and pumped for all that is ahead for today. Yep, again, we're just coming off a great week. So many sunsets, beautiful sunsets that we got to watch. Yeah, and it was really cool on vacation while we were down there, something interesting happened. I think one night we were watching the news and it reminded me of a billboard that I had seen. In fact, the news story was all about billboards, Mm, specifically seven billboards and this man who was so excited to honor and uh, just really shower his wife with some verbal affection and just some love. And so for their 25th wedding anniversary, he rented out seven billboards and he just told her how much he loved her and how much he thanked her for 25 years of marriage. Wow, that's really impressive. He rented out seven billboards, like Uh, expressing his love. A lot of money. I can't imagine. (laughs) A lot of money, a lot of work. I don't think you did that for me, Travis, for our 25th. (laughs) I don't think that I did. I maybe took you on a date, but that does not equal seven billboards for a month straight. he thought ahead. That's probably one of the best gifts I've ever heard. It's so cool. Well, his wife, Denise, this is right from WINK News in Fort Myers. His wife, Denise, she shares this. She says that they've had, of course, success with love and marriage, obviously over 25 years. But then she gets really honest and she says, there are times, you know, when you fall out of love or things get tough in your life. And sometimes love is less about emotion and more about a choice. And so we just chose that when those times came, that we were going to make an effort to get through them. Wow. It was really cool to read those words, to hear those words after, you know, she's kind of describing why her husband is the way he is and how much he loves her. And she's brutally honest. It's been good sometimes and not so good at other times. Yep. And obviously they have made effort to get through those times because... He rented out seven billboards. I mean, that's a lot of effort. So in this episode, we just wanted to ponder the question, how do you say I love you? And that could be taken a couple Mm. different directions, like literally, how do I do it? How do I say I love you? Or it could also be, how do you, you as a person, you as an individual, what's the best way you prefer to say I love you to your spouse? Travis, do you ever remember when you were a kid and you look into a mirror and you mouth the words olive juice? And it looks like, I love you. Yeah, like, that's <laughs> awkward. <laughs> that's a little deceptive too, yeah. I think. That's not obviously what we're talking about here because that's all of juice and not I love you. That's There's a big difference. So I think the big point though is when it comes to saying the words, I love you, it's not always how you say it that is the biggest and most important part of you know, communicating your feelings to the person that you love. It's that you make sure that you do express it in some way on a regular basis, kind of like this guy in 25 years. And now he's, you know, she said he's done a ton of other crazy things at their 15th wedding anniversary. She had this huge like scavenger hunt and eventually they ended up on an island and he was waiting there for her down on his knee in front of a group of people. And they did a marriage vow renewal service. So like, it's just, that's his 
way of communicating to his wife that he loves her. So for each of us to be able to communicate to one another on a regular basis. And again, not exactly how you say it, but that you are saying it. I remember a gentleman one time telling me that his wife was complaining that she didn't that he didn't say that he loved her enough. And he's like, well, I told her on my wedding day that I loved her and I was going to let her know if it ever changed. Like he never told her that again. And that's a, actually a sad story. But I think it's kind of a true story where she never felt like she was yeah, loved. He, he never said it again. It was like a punchline yeah. to a joke, but he was actually honest yeah. and being serious. Well, Travis, I remember the first time that you told me that you love me and I'll always remember it. We were at your Aunt Vera's house, who is this amazing, loving, kind woman. I had met her for the first time and she owned a farm in Southern Minnesota. Well, we went to her house and she fed us this incredible meal, over, you know, tons of food. And we jumped up and we started to do the dishes. And I remember washing the dishes in the sink and you came up behind me and right behind the sink was a mirror. And you looked into the mirror and you mouth the words, I love you. Not olive juice? No, not <laughs> olive juice. <laughs> I love you into the mirror. And then when I looked up again, you disappeared. And I just remember this big smile coming to my face. And you wanted you, me to know that you love me. And I will always remember that mirror. I always remember washing those dishes. But it meant so much to me. Yeah, that was so special. I'll never forget that day and that moment. And I meant it. I wanted to communicate how I felt, uh, that I loved you to you. And so I I thought, well, why not just mouth it? And then I was gone. And you look back. And it was kind of fun. But very heartfelt. And I knew that you loved me. And that took our relationship actually to the next level where I had never told anyone at that point that I loved them. And I remember when you said those words, it made me examine myself. I'm like, No, I love you too. Like, I really do. Yeah. So as I think of how I like to say I love you to you, Don, certainly things that pop into my mind, I love to give you affection. I enjoy using words to describe the way that I love you or how much I love you and also serving you. I really, truly do enjoy serving you. Now, it's interesting because those are the ways that I enjoy expressing love towards you, but it might not necessarily always be the way you prefer to receive love. True. Yep. I know the way that we give love and receive love can oftentimes be different things. But Charles, I grew up in a family, you know, that we didn't express love very often. It was never modeled in front of me, not in words or in action. So this is something I had to learn to do. I had to learn to express my love for you because it didn't come natural to me. It wasn't modeled for me. So because of that, and because I had to learn, words are actually really important to me. When I wanted to let you know that I love you, I actually say the words because saying the words is a little bit harder for me. It's nothing, like I said, it's not something that I'm naturally good at. So I just look at you, I'm like, I love you. And hopefully you can feel that just in those words. Another thing that I feel like I do to express my love to you is time. Time is huge. Um, I'm a time person and time is valuable to me. So I give time to the people that I love. Travis, you get the most amount of time. And by me giving you time, I'm hopefully you can feel I'm expressing my love to you. Again, just two different ways. You're very affectionate, but I'm a time person. You're very good with words or acts of service. And I actually like to use the words, I love you. Well, according to psychology today, they say that there are six general expressions of love. Those expressions are this, spending time together, giving or receiving gifts, 
words of encouragement or belief in each other's abilities, helpful behaviors, physical affection, words of caring or appreciation. They actually go on to quote Gary Chapman's five love language, which I, I re- recommend that. If you guys have never done the lo- five love language test, I would recommend that you guys do that. Yeah, that's it's so cool because when you and I began to share just a little bit ago, the ways that we like to give love or maybe even like to receive love, it's really embedded in these six yep. different things that they mention, these six different ways of expressing love. When I took the five love languages assessment, the love language that I prefer came back physical touch. And I was actually kind of surprised at that. Again, not growing up with a very affectionate family, but that's how I like to receive love, which is great because you're super affectionate. Yeah, it's again, definitely one of the ways that, you know, my billboard, if you will, is affection. Well, I think a good question is, are there other love languages outside of these six? And maybe the answer could be no, but we believe that it kind of is yes. And here's why we think there happens to be core level love languages. In other words, things that are underneath the six love languages that we just talked about, things that um, the other love languages are built upon. What are they? Well, one would be desire. Desire is a, a type of love language. Why? Because we happen to think it's the foundation of them all. I mean, think about it. You won't express your love for another person without desire to do so. You can love a person, but until you decide you love them to a point of expression of that love, then your love is just another potential good idea in your mind. There has to be desire under your willingness to give affection, for instance, like I do. Another core level love language, again, something that's below those six love languages would be trust. Think back to the first time that you worked up enough courage, enough nerve to say the words, I love you. You did it because you felt like you could trust that person on a deeper level. The foundation was trust. Mm -hmm. And that's where it's kind of like the springboard for that expression of love. Another core level love language would be truth. Expressing the truth of how you feel about that person becomes more important than pretending that you don't Mm -hmm. love them. In other words, the feelings have have kind of bubbled up and now you're like, I'm not going to hide this. I'm not going to pretend that it's not there. No, I'm going to speak the truth. And again, that's another springboard for those love languages. And the last one that we believe exists is unhindered intimacy. And it's the idea that that you know that we all are hardwired we have the desire to be holy and totally given to someone in mind body emotion yeah, and good. soul yeah, like good. deep within us you know when the bible says in genesis chapter 2 it talks about god saying that the two will become one flesh there's that deep level of unhindered intimacy that we all crave for and that's why we express ourselves on billboards that's why i give affection that's why you don will give your time to somebody that you you really love, which is me. You went on a vacation for seven days with me. When we talk about love, I think it's really important to know why. Why should we love? Is it even important to love? Well, in the Bible, in 1 John 4, it says this, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. So you guys love is important. I just, I go back and I read that verse. It says, whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Like that's just powerful in and of itself. We need to love. We need to 
express our love. Yeah, and God's done that through his son by sending his son Jesus to this earth. That was his expression of love. And each one of us, we need to be able to know how we should express our love. And part of it is going back to those six love languages. Certainly, we need to know that there's those underlying core level, you know, love languages, but uh, also really just kind of thinking through the six, like, how do I like to give love, but how do I like to receive love? And making sure that my spouse knows how I like to receive love so they they can express it in an adequate way, a way that really fills my bucket. So beyond having to rent seven billboards to express love, (laughs) what can we do? What are some action steps? What are some next steps? Well, I think the first thing that we should do is just discover the two or three love languages that matters most to your spouse. If you have to take that five love language assessment and do it, it's free. It's on the internet. Just go and you can take it for free. And it's not a have to. You got to do it. You want to do it. It's awesome. Take that next step. And it's funny because there's actually five love languages, but figure out the top two or three. Because once you discover those two to three love languages, value them and see them as tools to grow your relationship. If Travis is a time person, I need to give him time. If he wants physical touch, I should try to be more affectionate with him. What is his love language? And that's the love that I need to be giving him. Yeah. And it's kind of like a lock on a door. It's like uh, those two or three love languages, Don, that you really appreciate. That's like me having the key and it unlocks the door to your heart. With knowing that those are tools, then you need to express them daily, not weekly or monthly. Try to do something daily to express those love languages that are the top priorities in your spouse's life. I know just yesterday, we did something together that filled my bucket. We went to the store and we bought two Frisbee golf discs and we went disc golfing for a few hours. But the whole time that we were just together having fun, because I love to be active, Travis would come up behind me and give me a hug or tell me how pretty I was. And man, that just filled. There's two things that he was doing. It was time at that point and then just words of affirmation over and over again. And that was so important to me. It just made me just fall in love with you more that day. And I had a great time doing it. I was having a blast. It was really cool. Okay, and the last thing would be to enjoy the benefits that come from being in a relationship with someone who knows you love them. Kind of like what we just talked about, me coming up behind you and hugging you or using words of affirmation while you're spending time with me. Enjoy that. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. So discover their love languages, value them, use them as a tool, express them daily, kind of like what we were doing, and then enjoy those benefits. And we believe there should be benefits. I mean, you should be enjoying your marriage. You should be enjoying receiving love. And yes, there are those marriages where the love isn't going both directions. And we happen to think that that doesn't mean the marriage has come to an end. It just means that the marriage needs someone else to come in, maybe a marriage therapist or a pastor to meet with them and help uh, you and your spouse work through those issues. So again, what are ways that you can tell your spouse that you love them? Maybe you need to go find a billboard, but just discover what is your billboard in your relationship so your spouse knows that you love them. We want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Remember, you can do it. You got this. Keep loving the fight. We'll see you next time.